All right, so we're here. We're here at Out Theater in Santa Ana. I'm Patrick Chavez, and I'm here with the Alchemy Theater Company group. They're about to do a performance of Waiting for Godot from Samuel Beckett. So how did Alchemy Theater Company come about? Uh, my name is Jessica Rundy, and I'm one of the founding ensemble members of Alchemy Theater Company. And uh, I, along with my friend Jeff, who's here, and Hello. our friends uh, Stephen and Corey John and Tiffany Berg decided about, what was it, two, three, three, three years, years ago, ago now, now. Yeah. that we were going to do something that could be potentially really stupid or super fantastic. And so far it's turning out to be the latter. Yeah. Uh, we all got together. We had done a lot of work together before, or we had done uh, the Laramie Project before, and we'd all... Uh, been around each other and decided that, hey, uh, we all enjoy each other's company and we all have uh, very similar ideas of what uh, theater can and should be. And so we decided, well, the only way that we're going to get to do things our own way completely is to have our own theater company. Not that other theater companies aren't um, willing and cooperative, but to be able to have something that we have ownership of was a lot of fun. So we sat around a lot of nights at uh, Stephen and Corey's house and... Uh, went further and forward to come up with Alchemy Theatre Company. And so this is our third season now, and uh, Theatre Out has been kind enough to welcome us back in to their, uh, to their house here. We don't have a physical location ourselves, so we don't have an actual theatre that belongs just to us. We're kind of gypsies or bohemians only in, in name. We take our jobs very, very seriously. And so we go from place to place, and put on just a couple of shows a year to try and make sure that we can devote the time to it that we really need to. So we'll do Shakespeare in the Park. We do a lot of community benefit shows and a lot of charity events and that kind of stuff because a part of our mission statement is to give back to the community who's been so wonderful to us. Yeah, we've been working with the Seroptimus Club of Fullerton, Seroptimus International, for three years now. We're just about to do... Um, our next big event, which is the Immaculate Reunion, yeah. which will be staged in the high school of a Catholic, or a gymnasium of a, a Catholic high school. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be fun. Um, and we also work with uh, Heart of Delight. We did a show with them. They're a great nonprofit that mm -hmm. works with the homeless here in Orange County, primarily based in Santa Ana. So yeah. those are things that are important to us, uh, quality over quantity and being able to feel like we're creating a community and uh, using our artists to do it, making sure that everybody has a good experience as opposed to feeling like they're just rushing to produce a product. case of, you know, reception and stuff like that, does it matter to you if you get a good reception on a show or is it really just a matter of just doing the show and you're happy about it and that's all that matters? Well, I think any artist who says that one or the other is totally important and the other doesn't matter is lying to you. <laughs> of course we want to please our public, and there are some people I want to please more than others. There are people whose opinions I, I recognize as being extremely well-informed, and maybe they're aesthetically parking their car in the same garage as I am, and so I'm curious about how they see the work that we do. In general, sure, we want people to like our shows, we want people to come see them so that we can keep doing this. It's hard to keep doing theater if people don't like what you're doing. You know, we, we don't exist in a vacuum, so... Of course, we want to make sure that we're always satisfied and that we feel that there's an artistic integrity to what we're doing, but not everything can be super abstract, weirdo, out there, experimental theater. 
you know, we do have to do some Shakespeare in the park and do stuff that's got a more broad appeal. So Godot might not have the most broad appeal, but I think we've actually made a very accessible production of the show. And the comments that I'm getting back, some of them that make me the happiest, of course, you know, people I respect and admire have come and seen the show and they say they really enjoy it and that means a lot. But then I'm getting comments from people who don't see theater or they've never seen absurdist theater, they've never seen Godot. People told them it was weird and it wasn't going to make sense and it was about nothing and it was boring and it was depressing and existential. And they come here and they see the show and they laugh and they have a good time. And they don't feel confused necessarily. They feel entertained. And to me, that's a huge win. Tragic comedy at heart, so there's still comedy involved with it. To piggyback uh, what Jesse said and to uh, kind of wrap back around to your question, we, we put on the best possible product that we possibly can with as uh, with as much integrity to the source material as we possibly can. So we're going to put on the best, most accurate show that we can that will represent not only alchemy, but also the artist who wrote the, uh, the play as well. And it's then our job to make sure that what we feel is artistically important also is enjoyable for the audiences. Because we don't want to be entertainers, we want to be be actors, and so... Artists. Yeah, uh, we're here to, to push, um, not only to uh, push the mind to what, you know, something like Otto is very uh, cerebral, and you can laugh about a lot of it, and then later on you can have a fantastic conversation about life and uh, happiness and everything after that with your friends, so um, hopefully they both enjoy the show, and then afterwards they have a nice uh, conversation piece at dessert or, you know, drinks with friends or something like that. Okay. Um, do you ever feel limited, since you're an independent production, is it like ever limited by, I don't know, lack of funds or anything like that, as far as when you guys come to doing, thinking of what show I'm going to do, how, how are we, how are we going to pull this off? Do you, do you guys ever run into that? I know this is a very simplistic, seems like a very simplistic show. I don't know any theater company that ever says, we have enough money now. We've got all kinds of money. We're going to do whatever we want. We've got so much money we don't know what to do with it. Please stop donating to our... Th no. Yeah. There's no company that ever feels like they really have enough money because of course you have these really grand visions. I have some visions that would require a huge investment to make real. Mm -hmm. That's not something we can reasonably fit into our next couple seasons, but I see that down the line if there, there was enough money. But in terms of being limited in our season in our individual productions, I think that we find our restrictions to actually be like a kind of freedom. Uh, that they make us more creative and not necessarily dependent on the trappings that money can buy. So it forces us in a way to go back to a very pure form of theater where the main things we're focusing on are the performances and the actor-audience relationship and the storytelling. And we try to find the most simple way to deliver some impact when it comes to production values. Um, you know, this set that we have for Gado is made primarily out of wood scraps. Uh, the only money that we actually spent on the set was uh, money for a PVC pipe and a wooden dowel and some paint. Uh, so the set costs like 50 bucks, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we actually, I don't think, find those limitations to be a bad thing for us. If anything, they push us to be more creative. Since you've started, um, have you guys had any, like... There's so many things that go on when you're doing a show and stuff like that. Have you ever have had any funny moments that have happened while you were on set live and, and no one realized something had happened, but it actually happened and you guys played it off? Is any, 
funny oh, situations well, you like know, that. Sunday, there was that moment when Jonathan I, uh, bounced off the wall. Yeah, there's a point where I catch uh, Gogo, uh, played by Jonathan Durante, in the show. And uh, I'm supposed to catch him, and we kind of we wrap around each other for a little bit before we move on to the next beat. Uh, for whatever reason, I didn't plant myself right or anything like that. And I caught him, and we just both went down. Uh, but as I went down, I, uh, I rolled my ankle. Um, so, uh, how, luckily, adrenaline kicks in, and you finish the show, and you're able to, to continue on. I watched it from the booth, and I had no idea what had yeah. happened. I thought they were just sort of going with it, improvising. Because... Just tired, I needed to lay down for a second. <laughs> well, just, as, as a pair, Dee Dee and Gogo, uh, Jeff and Jonathan have sort of, they're very sympathetic towards each other, and, and they don't play things the same way every time. There's a difference. They're honestly reacting to each other in the moment. So I thought, well, if Gogo's coming back with more force, Dee Dee's going to go down. Of course, <laughs> they made it look like that was just what was supposed to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, you keep going no matter what. Uh, there was a, a, a mutual friend of ours doing uh, Into the Woods, and uh, he hurt himself on stage very badly. And he just continued to do the show because he's a trooper and he's awesome. Um, I think he asked if anything funny happened. We're talking about injuries. It's funny. Anything. Okay. It, it well, we, funny. we do find the injuries it, it was funny, yeah. Funny. It, yeah. Morbidly funny. Uh, <laughs> funny things, I mean, there were tons and tons of things during uh, Shakespeare Abridged where uh, I, had a, I had a bad habit of ripping my pants or my shirt <laughs> or something like that on stage, uh, which is even better when I'm playing all the women in the show. Funny things. I mean, I just find it all... I find it all funny. I find the... the uh, the most tragic things, the, the funniest though, when you know somebody forgets a prop or someone gets or hurt, something like that, or somebody gets hurt, or you know, as long as everybody's okay at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. We did. Uh, Pazzo likes to spray himself in the face with his. Yeah, he got. Uh, spray or <laughs> that's spray one of my. Him. That's actually one of my favorite stories, and she'll kill me for for telling this. But um, we were doing Shakespeare Bridge the first time with uh, Stephen John. And uh, we had another cast of all women, and uh, the original idea is uh, our character Adam has to throw up a lot, just as as a rule, throws up a lot on stage. Um, and we were going to use silly string and throw up all over the stage, and like that, and on the audience with silly string, so it was fine. Um, and there's uh, there's Steven right now. Um, and uh, so this uh, woman, Amy, uh, goes to throw up and she pointed the can the wrong way. So she goes to throw up this silly string everywhere and just goes straight into her mouth. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, once we found out and made sure that she wasn't poisoned, uh, we, uh, we had a good laugh. Yeah. How did you guys ultimately decide to go to theater out? And also, just in general, why Orange County? Why did you guys decide to do theater in Orange County and this kind of theater in Orange County? We're from, most of us are from Orange County, that's where we started doing theater. Um, I think we also wanted to start in Orange County because that's where our biggest actor pool was and it is tough as a beginning theater to get good quality actors right out of the gate if you don't know enough people. So we knew good people in Orange County, we wanted to work with them, that was another reason we started the company was to, to work with people that we knew were very, very good. And um, we will someday, you know, get even closer to picking out those shows of like, We've always wanted to work with so-and-so, this is the show for them, and they're going to knock it out of the park. Um, we always have open auditions, but you know there are certain shows where you, you want to see people thrive. And then it came around to Theater Out. I had worked at Theater Out for their Briefs Festival, their New Works Festival, um, which is fantastic. I think it's such a great thing to do new theater, even if it's short one acts or anything like that. Uh, you know, Go support. See a show you've never seen before. They're always, they're always fantastic. Um, and... 
David and Joey had contacted us and they knew that Alchemy was looking for a home. We, ne we needed to do something. Otherwise, last year, we were going to end up with doing our summer Shakespeare and then not having anything the rest of the year. And so they knew we were kind of looking for a home and we, we, wanted, we wanted to do something because we're always itching to just do some theater. And uh, so they were very kind. They, they actually reached out to us and they're, they're wonderful guys and we love them. Um, and said, hey, we've got this time space. We don't have anything in it. Do you want to do something? And then they were doubly uh, kind to us and they allowed us to create our own work. Um, and Jesse came up with a fantastic idea that these, uh, uh, there's a very fantastic woman named Gertrude Stein. Look her up because she's amazing, a woman ahead of her time. Um, and Jesse uh, put together a collection of her uh, poems and, and, uh, and thoughts and writings and put them into a kind of a abstract uh, avant-garde piece and it was wonderful and Dave and Joey were very, very kind to us uh, for that and then we asked them could, could we, we play again back, could please? we play again because yeah. it was just yeah. such a wonderful time I, I really you know uh, <laughs> I know we're, we're talking about alchemy but I, I can't say enough about uh, how theater out has been a kind warm place little companies uh, like us in, in our early years rely on other groups to show us support mm -hmm. um, especially when we, we don't want to have a, a space you know that's yeah. what that's sort of key to our, our whole thing is not having a permanent space so we need people who let us come in without um, <clears throat> You know, expecting a huge layout of cash to make it happen, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully at some point we can make some money for theater out. We're, we're yeah. working on that. Come see Godot. Yeah. Twenty bucks. You got two days left. As far as I know, it's it's. I have a few friends that are trying to be actors out in L.A. That's mm -hmm. that's tough to be an actor out in L.A. Mm -hmm. Is it possible possible to be a working living actor in Orange County? Oh, uh, that's, depends on how you define it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, What's your what's your quality of living? Um, the, uh, and how do you define acting? Yeah, uh, there are there are some uh, folks who, uh, for instance, I mean, if you yeah, if you want to define acting, like they're they're they, they're performers during the day. They work at you know Knotts or Disneyland or Medieval Times, the Pirate Show, and so I mean, they're acting every day. It's their job to act. So I mean, that's that's an interesting idea. There are also also a lot of um, children's theater groups. A lot of children's that theater, do imagination machine, and, like and that. that kind of stuff. Oh. But it, I'm I'm if we're talking in the traditional sense. Um, it is tough because a lot of the larger Orange County theaters that um, will pay a, a decent living to uh, to do their shows um, are more uh, they rent shows and so shows are just passing through. So you wouldn't be staying in Orange County anyway. You'd be moving like if you were uh, doing something at SER or uh, OCPAC. You're actually just passing through onto the next city. So they rent shows. Um, I will say again, SER does a lot of new work, so that's fantastic, but they, even those shows are sometimes traveling. Otherwise, you have to go down to San Diego, where um, they have the Old Globe, and they have the Welk, and a lot of other places that will pay okay. Uh, otherwise, you're going a little bit north, and you can go to uh, Candlelight Pavilion, who they, they pay decently, or um, out, to Riverside too. out to Riverside, you can go out to Riverside as well. But Orange County is tough. Now... Part of that is because we can't have contracts with professional actors. We can't get equity contracts, so that's just never going to happen. Which is which is bad and, and and good. I mean, it's really indifferent. There are some actors that I've known that are never want to join equity, and they're some of the most amazing actors I've ever known. And then there's some actors who are in equity and maybe uh, you know shouldn't be giving that a bad name. Um, <laughs> But it takes all kinds, you know. Every every job is like that. There are 
bad and good in every job. I think the beautiful thing about Orange County Theater is that there is a lot of us. There's a lot of us. Um, and so we're getting to do a lot of things. And hopefully um, we'll get out of the cycle of all doing the same thing at the same time. <laughs> you know, uh, 10 productions of Into the Woods or, or what have you. But those shows are good. And people like seeing those shows. And you gotta, you got to do shows that people like, too. You can't just... Serves a certain audience. Yeah, and they're good shows, and don't don't get me wrong. So, um, yeah, just being in Orange County, it's tough. It's and it's you know it's just as tough in LA because in LA there are tons and tons and tons of these uh, kind of hole in the wall theaters or storefront theaters or black boxes, and it's really easy to get swallowed up uh, in one of those. And again, up there, the regional theaters that may pay a decent living are few and far between. Uh, so it's tough. If you can stick with it. You can be happy. Um, but like I have a day job. Jesse has a day job. I have two. She has two. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a I've got a nine to five. Um, so you got to do it, and hopefully you'll put in your time and you work on your craft, and then you go audition for that big show, and then you know my my hope is that a bigger theater shows uh, somehow there will be a a good regional theater in Orange County that can help bridge that gap between storefront which are hugely important and uh, and those big houses that people dream of if there was a nice bridge somewhere in between i know theaters like the chance are are trying to get there and that's great and it's wonderful of them that they that they've done so well that they can start getting there because it's it's desperately needed for um, people to stick around too because people get burned out as far as original material, do you guys have any original material coming up the pipeline soon? Are you guys thinking about doing anything new? Well, last yeah. season we had season. Thistle and Weeds at the Fringe Festival, yeah. which had only been produced... Fringe Festival where? In Hollywood. The Hollywood. Fifth Festival. Annual Fringe yeah. Festival. That was our first entry there. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. That was written by founding ensemble member Stephen John. Yeah. And that had only piece. previously been performed at the Fullerton College Directors Festival mm -hmm. a few years before where it won Best of Fest. So it was its first actual production. That was yeah. world premiere. And then last year we did the Gertrude Stein Project. A Stein is a stone, is a stage, is a page, which was collaborative devised from the work of Gertrude Stein. That was the original yeah. alchemy production. And um, I don't want to interrupt you, but Stein, you keep saying Stein. Is she the same lady that was in that Woody Allen movie? Yes. I thought so. I thought, yes. so. I thought so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really influential yeah. and just amazing woman. Huge yeah. player in the modernist yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, so we had those already, and then this year Jeff is directing a world premiere musical. Uh, there, it's a musical called Journey to the West. It's uh, uh, by two gentlemen, uh, Richard Oberacker and Robert Taylor. Um, and they're two gentlemen that do a lot of conducting in Las Vegas for the Cirque du Soleil shows and that, uh, that kind of business. And they are uh, hard-working musical writers as well. They, they are writing musicals. They usually have you know one or two every so often. They bring them out. And they're putting their nose to the grind. And I really appreciate that they just came out with a, another one, Sandman. And... Um, they're really talented, talented guys. Anyway, 10 years ago, they wrote this uh, musical called Journey to the West, which is based on the ancient Chinese uh, myth, Journey to the West, or Monkey. Um, so it's just classic. The beautiful thing that they've done with it is they've made a lot of the music very accessible, whereas also feeling very, very new. So it's both fresh and familiar, which is uh, beautiful about it. And then the other thing is that the story itself is very accessible for audiences and being fresh and familiar in that 
there are lots of things about Journey to the West, even the original story, that um, you know, stories like uh, Wizard of Oz take take off of the same way that a lot of our stories that we love now are based off Greek tragedies or comedies or things like that. But it's a pilgrim uh, is sent back to Earth for the saving of all mankind, and as he goes along, he picks up three disciples along the way, and as he goes along, an evil uh, deity sort of demigod is watching over him, trying to thwart him. So it's both fresh and familiar. The music is gorgeous. It's beautiful. I can't wait to do it. I've been waiting 10 years to direct it. And uh, like I said, I, we can't speak enough for the theaters that take us in and um, allow us to, to do theater in their homes. Uh, the Cofina Center for the Performing Arts up in uh, LA County, uh, where I've worked before, has been kind enough to um, open their doors to us to have this world premiere musical. So um, they did it once. I shouldn't say, you know, they did it once at a new musicals festival. So it has been seen by the public before, this is the first um, full but this production. will be the actual first full production. Yeah. And then in addition to that, of course, our Seroptimist event yeah. is always created from scratch. Every time. Every time. Yeah. So if people are interested in that, they can check out our website. Yeah. Uh, that's happening in April. Mm -hmm. uh, it's sort of a... How would you describe this? Uh, if you've ever seen um, or heard of like Tony's and Tina's dinner, dinner and show type uh, thing, so our first one was the redneck wedding. We have the wedding and then people are fed and the, the show just kind of continues and the audience can participate as much as they want to. Nobody has to get up and sing and dance. They're like guests at the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's very, just very, very entertaining. The second one we did was the Irish wake, which sounds sad, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of whiskey. A lot of whiskey. Lot Makes of, a lot of things fun. Lot of um, and then uh, this one is the Immaculate Reunion where... Um, We'll be inviting everybody to come to uh, you know the Catholic high school gymnasium for some fun and frivolity. And there's always there's always music and singing involved, music, and a lot of comedy. Singing. It's largely improvised. We work out a structure. We find characters and create relationships. Yeah, there's no script. But there is no actual script, and mm -hmm. so it's about a three-hour show mm -hmm. uh, that is just sort of loosely arranged, and then we run through it with an audience. Yeah. It's a three-hour tour, and we get the kind of the the guideline of how the show's kind of supposed to go, and then um, we we let loose. And if the audience changes something along the way, we change with them, and it's uh, it's a good time. So people feel free to show up, have good food, and have good fun. So you guys you guys started this with all your friends, and it sounds like you have a good pool of people you know that are talented mm -hmm. that you pick for your shows. So, if someone was like, wow, I really like what you guys are doing, how can I be a part of it? Is it kind of a closed-off group because you guys know who you are? How, how would someone come, come into your group who, who wanted to really be a part of your group and be part of the show? Uh, the best thing I could say is uh, email us at info at alchemytheater.com is the best way to get in touch with any of us and say, hey, I want to direct. Hey, I want to design your lights. Um, I want to run your box office. I want to be an actor. Uh, you know, we have, obviously, we have auditions. It's usually easier to say, hey, we're having auditions show up. But if you want to be part of, of the crew or you want to be part of um, the management team, because, uh, you know, right now it's a very uh, small management team. But if, you know, marketing is your deal and you want to have a home that doesn't necessarily have four walls to it, but is uh, an emotional and spiritual, um, you know, artistic home, then definitely uh, email us at info at Alchemy Theater. Or come to one of the shows, and we'll talk to you after after the show. We, you know, we love we love people who are passionate about theater because we're so passionate about it. 
So um, we love having those people around, and uh, the more the merrier. We we want a big family, yeah. and that's what theater is to us. So you can email us. You can send us Facebook messages. Yeah. You can just come find us. Come see us at a yeah, show. Find come us. say hi. Don't be afraid to come introduce yourself to any of us. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for for talking to me. Thank and, you, sir. And I just wanted to. Um, Ask you one last thing as we finish it off. Mm -hmm. If you guys could do any show, any show that exists, what would you what would you do? Oh well, I have an idea for a show oh. that I've kind of been spitballing with Jeff just oh, a little right. bit. Mm -hmm. That's an immersive piece. I'm actually sort of moving away from scripted texts, which is hilarious that I say that as I'm directing Godot, the show where there is nothing but the script. Uh, but uh, yeah, we have some ideas for some immersive theater uh, that would be site-specific where we would be creating shows inside a building yeah. uh, where there would be all kinds of scenes happening simultaneously here, there, and everywhere. Uh, it be quite a fun time. So I I'm not ready to reveal any more about that particular show, the one I'm thinking of right now. But um, hey, if there's anybody out there who wants to cut us a check for 30 grand, it's a tax deductible. Thank you. 1OC for giving us that 501c3 status as our fiscal sponsor. Or if you got an abandoned warehouse somewhere, we'll take that off your hands. Nightclub, that would be good too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm getting to do that show this year. Uh, I've been waiting 10 years to do Journey to the West, and I'm, I'm finally getting to do it. Um, now, money will obviously be an object, but because, um, you know, we, we, got, uh, we got bills to pay. But uh, that's the show I want to do, and I'm getting to do it. And in the meantime, after we do that, but before we get to do our fancy immersive piece, we may be doing some theater in a truck. That's right. Once we're finished with our regular season, we have a plan to allow ourselves to have a little fun and do some experimenting. So you can look forward to some extra little teasers as we get towards the end of our third season. We'll be letting you know about truck theater. Yeah. Uh, some nice intimate theater in the back of a truck.